How's it going, everyone? Guess who's back? It's me. It's Joe Gagne. Because you asked for it on the board. You demanded it. I am back for the moment right now with my good friend Rob Naylor. Rob, how you doing? Yes, your erstwhile colleague, That's Rob right. No one, fantastic. No one else I would uh, pick to do a little show with than Rob. Rob is, of course, on the Dr. Keith show. He is in practice, so need him to carry me through this. Yeah, man. It's great to talk to you about things that aren't global. So. No. That's true, although there will be a, a slight global tie-in later on, but Very good. we'll get to that in a second. But yes, people said, Joe, please come back and do a show. I, I just don't have the time these days, but I really want to talk about Demolition because I just saw them at the, the King of Trios DVD, and Demolition was really cool. So I'm like, I want to talk about Demolition. I'm going to call Rob. We're going to talk about it. Dr. Keith will host it. Here we are. Yeah, man. I mean, I saw them live, and they were cool, and they were old, and they were overweight, but yep. they are demolition, which, yep. God love them. They're like grandparents and shit, so. Yeah, that's true. Well, let's see. I did probably more research on demolition than anyone in recorded history ever has, so. <laughs> they started in early 1987. It was Bill Eady, the former mass superstar, and Randy Colley, I believe it's pronounced, the former Moondog Rex, formed together to be Axe and Smash Demolition, managed by Johnny V., now, uh, Rob, do you think they were Road Warriors ripoffs? You probably saw more NWA than I did. Yeah, when I was a little kid, I hated them because they were Road Warrior ripoffs. Oh. But what happened was, when I first saw them, and I did see them with Johnny V for a week or two, mm-hmm. I didn't realize who they were. Like, I didn't know. Like, I, I didn't. I knew. I watched Big Machine. That was who Bill Eady was before. Yes. There was no way I was going to know that. I didn't know who the masked superstar was aside from magazine photos. So I didn't know who he was. Now, and we'll get to it later, I was so freaking surprised when the other guy comes in because I loved a certain group of Russians in the NWA, mm-hmm. and I would have bet a million dollars that it was not this guy. Wow. Exactly. And he had a tattoo that was so obvious, but I was a little bit retarded. So I, <laughs> I was not an NWA fan. I hadn't even really seen the Road Warriors, so this was new to me. And uh, I mean, even even now, I like I look at the Powers of Pain. Okay, big time Road Warrior ripoffs, but Demolition to me, you know, they're quasi S and M gear, and yeah, <laughs> they were just they were just Demolition to me. They were uh, they were something else. I'll tell you another thing about the first time I saw Demolition. Uh, there was before the days of VCRs. Okay, maybe not, but my family didn't have one yet. So what I used to do was I would take a little like boombox and I would video cassette. <laughs> I'd video cassette record the TV, and like Demolition's music was so cool that w- that was one of the things special enough for me to video like like a tape cassette record, and like it wasn't even the Rick Derringer. It just, I wish I could do it justice, and I love making a fool of myself, but I won't even do it here. But I used to even be, when I was a kid, I had like these wrestling guys, yep. and ironically enough, they were the Road Warriors, but I would pretend they were Demolition. Oh, wow. and, I, and I'd have them walk into the ring, and I'd do the noise. I'd like do the music with my own lovely tones. And uh, I really was saddened when they uh, dropped the music, although I loved their second theme, too. Yes, that, but, uh, that Rick Derringer theme from Pile Driver is... The greatest uh, thing ever. Fantastic. And I... I believe they lost the rights to it because I know on the WrestleMania DVDs they inserted some shitty music I think they used later on when Axe left and they couldn't really use Here Comes the Axe anymore. So That's such bullshit. But uh, they, they should have went back to the original theme, which I'm sure was produced by the fine people at the WWE. Sure. It was, just, it was just like it wasn't – there was no words. What do you call it when there's no words? It instrumental? Was, 
Thank you very much. Sure. <laughs> it was an instrumental, man. It was just very industrial. It was almost like like uh, that that Jorgensen guy from I forget what band he's in. Ministry. Yes, it was like Ministry did the theme music, <laughs> but without any without any vocals, man. I, I loved it. It was really great. But let alone, yeah, it was Randy Cully who was Moondog Spot. Uh, I think it was Rex. Yeah, because I used to love Moondog Spot. Now, but, uh, did did you recognize him? Because one of the he didn't last. He lasted a, a month or so. And one of the reasons it was either contracts or people recognized him as Moondog Rex, which sounds like bullshit to me. I've heard both of those, and I'm thinking that they. I don't think the fan was that smart then. I know hmm. I wasn't. I still was. I'm still am not. If no one would have told me that he was Moondog Rex, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, but I love their paint. Like that was that was during a time, as I'm sure you'll remember, where if you were roided up or if you had paint, all the little kids loved you. That's they all just true. loved the paint, man. Like Sam Houston or Kendall Wyndham could have came out with paint one week and they'd have been my my thirteenth favorite wrestler. Wow. It was all about paint. Paint had power. Yeah. Power of paint. It was funny, I was looking up stuff on, on Cauley, uh, his, or Cauley, whatever. His Wikipedia page, it listed all his aliases. He's Moondog Rex, he was Assassin 3. And then that's the last name it lists is Pizza Face. Someone, <laughs> please explain this to me. What was Pizza Was this a gimmick, just something the fans called him? That could be the wow. best gimmick ever. Maybe he was in IWCCW. <laughs> that could very oh. well be. You never know, man. No, you Pizza really don't. Face. Pizza Managed Face. Managed by the Noid, I'm sure. Wow. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, um, yes, uh, as you said, Barry Darso, the former Crusher Khrushchev, replaced yeah. him. And, Crusher uh, Khrushchev. Yes. and it's the uh, third of the Russians. So yeah. He actually ended up in three-man teams twice. That's but, right. Like, he was the third. And he. I always thought he was legitimately Russian, although I guess they even told us on wrestling that he like was a sympathizer and he came from the U.S. I, think but I probably so. didn't know what sympathizer meant, well. so I just thought he was a Russian. <laughs> he wore red and he was bald, man. And remember, all Russians were bald. You're right. Yeah, man. Until Soldat Yusinov, but I didn't believe he was a Russian because he wasn't bald. No. But he that he became bald, right? Cause he was exactly. Because wow. Frank Gagne was like, you idiot, you got to be bald. <laughs> Rob Naylor's confused, man. So then he, <laughs> oh, man, he gave him a bick, and then there it was. Anyway, uh, yes, and um, they've added Mr. Fuji after a couple months. Johnny V got the uh, the heave ho, and they had yeah, they had the music, the paint. Uh, they had a boss finisher, the demolition decapitation, which I never I remember it being referred to as such. It never was, but I think the Aftermags called it Demolition Decapitation, and it just was such a cool name. And then you had Master Fuji with them. You had New Rick Darren's or music, and it all just went together. And another thing, and I'll bring it up now, they had a a move that led to the Demolition Decapitation, which was Mm -hmm. when uh, Crusher Khrushchev or whatever his name is, Smash, would pick you up in a bear hug and just drop you backwards, and Axe would be on the apron and just come swinging with a big fist and arm and just smack the dude in the face. And I actually like that move a lot, too. They could have finished people with that if not for the demolition decapitation. It was weird because the Hart Foundation pretty much stole the demolition decapitation, and they just used it, like, in the middle of their matches, like, as a random double team, like a, like a double punch or something. Yeah, like that. except with the falling yes. elbow. He would land on and his ironically knees. enough, they were, they were probably pissed about the move I just said that led to the demolition decapitation, which involved a bear hug and a clothesline. Hmm. Look at that. We're like a couple sleuths here. We figured <laughs> that one. Yes, we did. <laughs> so, 1987... They weren't a lot of pay-per-views. They weren't on Saturday night's main event. But they were in the Frank Tunney Memorial Tag Tournament. That was broadcast on Primetime Wrestling, and they made it to the finals where they jobbed to the Killer Bees. I did not know yeah. this till I looked it up. 
I knew about the Frank Tunney tournament. I did not watch it on primetime. I knew it existed. I think Danny Spivey was involved. He probably was. <laughs> I was a huge Danny Spivey fan when Rotundo left. I don't know why, but I was. But I remember that tournament. Was it? In, that was obviously in Toronto in the Maple Leaf Garden. Yes, it was. That's right. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> I do remember it. I remember the Killer Bees wrestled another good guy tag team. Because I always remember reading results. But Demolition was in it. I guess they didn't win, unfortunately. But if they're not going to win, God bless Jim Brunzel and B. Brian Blair, who we'll do a show about next. That's very true. But uh, the <laughs> first feud they have listed was against Ken Patera and Billy Jack Haynes after they, uh, they kicked the shit out of Brady Boone. And I guess that's Billy Jack's cousin or something that made him mad. Amazingly, I, don't know. I, re- I recall this. Wow. Uh, I had no because idea. Because Kenny Patera was doing nothing yep. and Billy Jack was doing nothing. So like, hey, let's put these two guys together. And then there was a little guy named Brady Boone who just also had a beard and a mustache. I do not believe he was blood relative to Billy Jack, but they claimed he was because they had that, that damn beard. So uh, they attacked this little dude, and they gave him the demolition decapitation from the ring apron to the floor, mm. which I think they also did later on to Tito or Rick Martel. Rick Martel, yeah. Yeah, but I just remember flipping shit when they did that, and uh, I believe they just destroyed Patera and uh, – that other guy, Billy Jack. Yeah, they they were like the swinter of A7. They were like every show. And they, they also yeah. wrestled, speaking of Dan Spivey, Dan Spivey and Jerry Allen. I saw like 10, like, in 10 house shows in a row they like worked. And... Jerry Allen, I remember him also. He was like a, a kind of a wimpy guy, but in, he had a big run in the uh, mid-southern territory at the time. As Jerry, uh, maybe Jerry O, he might have been Jerry O. Someone smarter than me could pick that one apart, but he was there. And another thing about the the Billy Jack Haynes feud was after Billy Jack Haynes lost the demolition, he then went and had to resort to uh, becoming a drug mule to uh, <laughs> to make a buck. According to a shoot interview, he said that he yeah. had to uh, take some trips to Tijuana or some shit. So there you go. Thanks, demolition. <laughs> you heard it. You hurt my yeah. cousin, and now you make me do uh, horrible things. <laughs> Oh, God. Moving on to 1988. They had no part in the first, first Royal Rumble, but they did capture their first tag titles at WrestleMania 4. They beat Strike Force, who I fucking hated back in the day. I, actually, I like Tito Santana. I thought Rick Martel was the biggest puss on the planet. He dragged Tito down, and uh, as you said, when they injured him later on, I was so gleeful. I, I, I hated uh, Tito because he ruined the Can-Am connection, which I thought was a cool team at the time. I hated the Can-Ams, too, and Rick Martel by proxy, so... I I know, I just, I liked them a lot, and then Tito came in, it was like a lame duck tag team, Mm -hmm. and then they defeated them, and I'm not gonna lie, I ran across the, like, all around the room and high-fived uncles and aunts and, you know, neighborhood children, and uh, and probably spilled some popcorn in the process, I was so, so stoked, and then that whole place, that was a Trump Plaza, they all went totally apeshit, you know, big, biggest pop for bad guys winning the longest time. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was it was good, and I just loved their moves, which is just punch, stomp, punch, jump and punch, jump and like jackhammer. Yeah, that was it. But it looked like it hurt like hell. So and they would do the no axe would just club the guy repeatedly, and then he'd go ah, <laughs> and that was like awesome. And it looked so awesome. Axe <laughs> was definitely greater than Smash. Smash had the cooler paint. Remember, it was all True. about paint, but. Axe was better, and it looked like he was hurting people more. I didn't yeah. believe in workers back then, but I'd rather watch Axe punch somebody in the face and stomp them and jackhammer them instead of, like, the other guy that also made funny faces. Yep. I like Smash's promos a lot, too. He would get very into it. He'd always go, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. And kind of gruff, sound like he smoked a pack of cigarettes before. He's like, oh, yes. I'm you, Sean Mooney. He loved his menthols. And not only that, like, uh, when they brought Fuji in and they brought the powers of pain in, yep. then the powers of pain stole Demolition's interview because then they all go, and they'd all just make these horrible grunts. Like, if you shut yeah. your eyes, you'd be thinking you were watching a different channel. And, like, so even though they both kind of stole a look from the roadies, Demolition had the promo abilities to just, you know, gasp and grunt that was stolen by the Warlord and Barbarian. That's right. Speaking of the Powers of Pain, that was their big program in the summer house shows. And uh, Although at SummerSlam, they defended against the Hart Foundation in a fun match. I guess the Powers weren't quite uh, ready yet, but uh, I think there's a TV angle with the British Bulldogs, too, one of their last things. But uh, uh, 88, right? 88, That's yeah. I remember as a kid gearing up for the Powers of Pain and the Road Warriors, the big scaffold match mm. confrontation. And they had the greatest angle I'd ever seen, which was the big bench press contest. Yep. And they threw the stuff in his face. And then I had a tickets to the Hershey Park Arena, and it was supposed to be Strike Force against Demolition. Mm. So we got to the show, and Rick Martel was gone. And Tito came out and goes, oh, I got some team, a team to face you. And I was like, oh, who's this? <laughs> and all of a sudden, this great music hit. Uh, they also had good music, by the way. But the powers of the pain run out. And all these people near me is like, wow, the Road Warriors, biggest problem <laughs> for a mistaken team. And they're all going totally nuts. Oops. And they're like, wow, Tito and the Road Warriors. And the powers of pain <laughs> proceeded to kick the shit out of demolition. But uh, yeah, man, I was there. I seen it. It was amazing. That was when the powers of pain were the good guys yeah. and Demolition were the bad guys. That's right. Although, I guess uh, I guess Demolition was just getting popular. Powers of pain, not so much. So, they did the double switch at Survivor Series 88. It was really weird because Fuji kept trying to interfere. He kept screwing up and, like, Axe fell outside, got counted out, and Axe got pissed at him. Fuji's like, shut the fuck up. Demolition beat him up, and I guess the powers of pain felt bad for him because they helped him up and made him their manager. And, uh, yeah, that was and- weird. And if you recall correctly, at the end of that match on the live show, all the fans booed the shit out of Demolition for beating up Fuji. Yeah. Fuji, who was doing underhanded things. And then the Powers of Pain picked Fuji up, and they, they cheered. And then on the next week on Wrestling Challenge, they showed the clips, and they piped in the booze. <laughs> and, and you had that idiot monsoon going, oh, Bobby, look at these two dastardly individuals. That, that, what a miscarriage of justice, which is my favorite thing he always said. Yep. is a definite miscarriage of justice. But the cool thing was, after the match, one of the demolition guys got in the ring, and he body slammed the warlord. <laughs> now, now, on paper, this doesn't seem like a momentous occasion, but holy shit, I'd never seen the Warlord body slammed. And I was one of those kids that loved the fat guy wrestlers when they got body slammed. Yep. So I was just like, wow, those guys are so strong. So I always thought, like, they almost baby-faced them to me, which I'm sure was the plan by yeah. having them throw around the big old powers of pain after the match. All right. Uh, I, I got to mention this. Someone pointed this out, I think, on Death Valley Driver. But was Mr. Fuji the worst manager ever, or what? And I mean that like in, the, in a kayfabe sense, because okay, he's, I... he's managing Demolition, who uh, champs for eight months, and he he fucks up and gets fired. He goes with the powers of pain. He inserts himself into their match, fucks up and gets pinned. And when, when Yokozuna wins the world title, he challenges Hulk Hogan like when Yoko's having a heart attack in the background because he just wrestled like a ten minute match. Yeah, he was pretty bad. He had and some questionable... Yeah, he peaked with Don Morocco. Yeah, he really you know? did. And then, like, when he was managing Demolition early in the day, Killer Khan came in, Yep. and he beat everybody. And then he was just gone. So you thought that Fuji couldn't hold down a, a talent. Hmm. 
And then he had Sika and Kamala. But they all had another manager, too, in uh, Curtis Ikea. Yeah. So it was like Fuji had people who were all managed <laughs> by other – what kind of a manager is he? You know, I also agree from that sense. He did suck. So, mm. yeah, Fuji, and he was just horrible promo. And I'm like, oh my god, what's he talking about? Like, in my opinion, like, Tojo Yamamoto was way better of a bad guy Japanese heel manager because he threw more salt. And damn it, that's yep. what you need. Yeah. Especially in the 80s when people bought that, so. Yeah, he fucked up the Orient Express, too, and. Wow, he really did. And how stupid was he? He hired the Orient Express when he already had demolition. <laughs> no, that was a, that was a while. Uh, Orient Express was until 1990, I think. No, 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 they came in and he still had he still had that mission. Because remember, dude, they all converged as one big like Pangea of a tag team and beat the shit out of the Road Warriors when they came in. And then shortly thereafter, mm. one of them disappeared. No, shortly thereafter, what happened was Axe left, but I'm jumping ahead. But they were all definitely all in the same fold for a little wow. bit, which is bullshit. Okay, they did go back with Fuji later on, so maybe that was the situation. But Yeah, they did. All right, on to 1989. Royal Rumble, Axe and Smash drew one and two and fought each other, which blew my mind as a young man. Yeah, that was about the greatest thing ever, too, because, like, the Royal Rumble was a cool match. Yep. But, like, the first year... They were like, yeah, well, what would happen if Hacksaw Dugan got in the ring with Ronnie Garvin? They're both <laughs> guys. And I was like, well, I don't really know if I'd give a shit. And then, like, I didn't really – I didn't buy that whole what if until Axe and Smash came out yeah. and just kicked the shit out of each other, which, you know, I think if you talk to any kid from the 80s or even 90s, whenever this was, I think if you ask them about a Royal Rumble moment, they're going to talk about the Axer and the Smasher kicking the shit out of each other. And I believe 1989, I'm thinking. 89. Yep. All right. Because I yeah. remember Axe came out, his music played, it stopped, and then it started up again. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, my God, it's Smash. And it was it, nuts. That was when tag partners fighting was a novel idea. It really was. And and as an aside, because this deals with 1988, mm-hmm. I, as we noted, loved the Road Warriors. Sure. And my cousin, who watched WWF Lights, The Demolition, and he was my older cousin, so I always looked up to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I never could figure out why he liked Demolition. And that summer, in his numerous ways to convince me that Demolition was better, Def Leppard came out with a song called Pour Some Sugar On Me, and there was a lyric in it that said, Demolition Woman, Can I Be <laughs> <laughs> And he tried to convince me that Def Leppard was fans of Demolition. <laughs> never mind it says Demolition Woman. <laughs> I know. It's the stupidest thing ever. And I always think back to how stupid I was and how stupid that scenario was. But I wish there would have been a demolition woman in the W. Like some bitch with her face. (laughs) I mean, Sherry Martell did it, but she did it with the wrong person. She needed to have her face painted with demolition. That's very true. Well, on to WrestleMania V, the aforementioned (laughs) handicap tag match, which was... Odd, and uh, but I, th- I totally thought Demolition was going to lose. It's like they had the belts for a year, you know. I'm like, uh, it's handicapped. Odds are against them. But then they won. It's like, fuck yeah! And they wrestled who? The Powers of Pain and Fuji. Yep. All right. See, I didn't watch that one. So as the year before, we got the pay per view at my house. That year, I must have been bad or something. There was no <laughs> pay per view in my house, so I didn't see that. I'm under the impression that Mr. Perfect wrestled the Blue Blazer because that was the one I really wanted yes. to see. 
and yeah. I've never seen it to this day. Oh man, that's a think great maybe show. I backtra- You'd think I'd have backtracked and got it. Yeah. Download it, do something, but no. Damn. But I do. I now it's some of my things to do list for sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, they ended up. They held the belts for uh, like 15 months, which is absolutely crazy. It's okay. the uh, longest title reign ever. They didn't never acknowledge it because they didn't do shit like that. Mm-mm. But which was a bummer. But um. Very. Yeah, that that that'll never be broken. Although they kind of forget about tag titles these days, like Cody Rhodes and Bob Holly are in like the fifth <laughs> month is so maybe they'll just say and be like, oh yeah, like two years later, yeah, the champs, they'll do it. It won't even matter. They'll put paint on them too, <laughs> and then I'll like them more. <laughs> like, it could wow, hurt. It's back. The paint. Back. And the, to uh, to go into this, are you gonna get into Akeem and the Big Boss Man? No, that was their uh, program after WrestleMania Five. They wrestled a bunch, them a bunch. You got to talk about that because it. it was a match at SummerSlam where it was like Andre the Giant mm-hmm. and Akeem and the Boss Man, who were like the, my favorite fat team ever. Yeah, like all three of them. Like I was a huge mark for the big fat wrestler and the masked wrestler and the steroided wrestler and the Payton wrestler. But here you had all that shit in the same match. Yep. So and the giant wrestler, and then you had like the retarded wrestler with Hacksaw Duggan <laughs> and that team partner. And I was like, my god. Look at this. And then, this is one that I watched Scrambled, by the way, because oh. I also must have been bad that weekend. <laughs> I was watching the Scrambled SummerSlam, and my friends the next day told me how awesome it was that one of the Demolition guys body-slammed the one-man gang. Mm. And that's like telling me Santa doesn't exist. Because, like, I was a huge mark for the fat guys getting body-slammed and thrown around, so I didn't get to see that, so I was oh, pissed. Oh, man. I know. Well, but I guess they won. They I did think win. Hacksaw Dugan came in with the big the big uh, board and yep. smacked somebody in the head. Yes, although uh, before that, during the summer, they dropped the titles finally to the Brainbusters. on right, Saturday night's main event, two out of three falls, my hometown of Worcester, Massachusetts. Even though they <laughs> lost one of those falls by disqualification, should not have been a title change, but Jack Tunney fucked up. But um, That was one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen, and I will fucking tell anyone that. Because that was great. That was just on last summer on 24-7. They had a primetime wrestling from 89. They re-showed that, and I'm like, yeah, awesome. That- I mean, there was one spot that I recall. I used to have it on tape, but my sister taped over it with, like, Kids Incorporated or some shit. Barn <laughs> uh, Anderson came off the ropes, and he got caught with a clothesline coming off the ropes, which is, like, never fucking done ever. So I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And then at the end, when dude hit the other dude, I think Smash took the chair to the head and just was, like, flat out, like, yep. completely unconscious. Like, that was when it meant something, man. Like, when you, like, so, oh, my God, you know, and you're just freaking out. Like, no. And then all the fans are screaming, and that, that hand hits for the third time. And it was just horrible. And Dr. Keith actually, uh, he pulled the skeleton out of his closet. He said he actually cried. Oh, wow. <laughs> he cried tears of sadness when the demo was lost the belt. Oh. And his dad told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <and be in. laughs> no, I wish we had Keith here to grill him on this. Honestly, the next one on the Moon Dogs, we've got to get him in tow oh, because right. this is his shit too. Oh, wow, but um, <laughs> yeah, they uh, demolition won the belts back like two and a half months later. They it was like a five minute match on Superstars, and that was really it. Yeah, it was so, bullshit too. And then what's his name left? Yeah, Tully they Blanchard. Yes, uh, yeah. It, it gets weird here because the week after Haku and Andre challenged Demolition for the belts, the next pay per view Survivor Series, and they're not on opposite teams or anything. <laughs> the Powers of Pain against it was they were on Hulk Hogan's team. The Powers of Pain were on Ted DiBiase's team. The Powers of Pain eliminate Demolition. Like if you remember Survivor Series back then, like they tried to avoid pinfalls like at all costs. Yeah, because God knows I don't know it would fuck up house shows. But and then like you're like oh uh, Powers of Pain angling for another shot. But nope, just never happened. They just 
lost to Andre and Haku. Like uh, no, Hogan. Hogan just wanted to beat like three people in the same match, so uh, the Powers of Pain got the win. Yeah, well, I, and, they just do a DQ or count out or some shit. They did that like in every match. Like yeah, and it was Jake too. Yeah, Jake was in it, and Zeus. Right? Yeah, Zeus got DQ'd. Oh and, my uh, god. No, Zeus. Zeus. Fuji, Warlord, Barbarian, and DiBiase was the worst promo in the entire. <laughs> like you had like three dudes grunting and like making weird noises, and you had DiBiase laughing, which couldn't even save this. But then it got worse because they went over to the other side, and you had Hogan grunting and groaning, and you had Axe and Smash having their little challenge, and then you had like Jake just standing there with his snake, and it was just like. Oh, those event centers were the worst. I just uh, remember lots of grunting and groaning and really weird faces. Yep. I just I didn't like that at all. No. Andre and Haku were the colossal connection, which uh, <laughs> I always thought that was. I mean, Haku's a big boy. He's not colossal. That just seemed like false advertising to me. Yeah, and I loved what Gorilla Monsoon referred to them as the the Colostomy Collection, which wow. is just tremendous, especially given Harley Race was in the league at the time. What a dick. <laughs> Making fun of his shit bag. Come on, Gorilla. Wait, what's all this? Like, he, uh, Harley Race, remember he did the big splash off the apron on the Hogan? Hogan <laughs> yeah. And he hit the table. Well, all of his bowels just got destroyed, <laughs> and he ended up having to have a colostomy bag, which is why he wore those giant Urkel <laughs> for, like, the rest of the 90s. Like, I used to watch him. <laughs> oh, man. Harley, why don't you up a little more to your tits? It was just crazy, man. <laughs> That brings us to 1990. Both guys were in the Rumble, and uh, I think Andre eliminated them both, and uh, nothing of note and there. they didn't fight each other, which ruined yeah. it. Yeah, they should fight each other, like, at all times. At all of them, yeah, why not? Just keep the tradition going and beat the shit out of each other. Yep. Well, that brings us to WrestleMania six. They won the belts back for the three-peat in a match where Andre never tagged in. And uh, you knew the, they were, uh, the champs were fucked, because not only did they come out first, they didn't even get an entrance. They were already in the ring. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And Haku yeah. did the greatest thrust kick of all time by actually catching Andre in the chin with that shit. That's true. He probably pulled a groin or something on that one. You can't really. That's that's a rough one. Yeah. And they never they never did a feud. That's some. I know Andre couldn't even like take a shit without some help at the time. <laughs> but my God, I mean, you needed to do Haku and Andre. Yeah. I mean, I mean that just really upset me. Andre was but, just done. He was. Well, not in Japan. He, he worked for Baba. Baba had some spell over him, and he put him in the ring for a couple more years, for Christ's sake. In fact, against Demolition, they fought Baba and Andre at that... Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is pretty seamless. Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah, I don't... That match is good for a laugh, but I wouldn't go expecting a classic or anything. But... Yeah, I've never seen it, but Giant Baba and Andre would Giant work. Baba and Andre, just think about it. In 1990... Yeah, and they yeah. wrestled teams like the Giant Warrior and this guy named Nitron, and, <laughs> and their their tag team was called the Land of the Giants because they thought it was some kid movie called that. So <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, maybe kids will think it's the TV shows. <laughs> put two stiffs in these stupid outfits, I guess. Oh, but yeah, boy, whatever. Well, like I said, uh, X around this time developed an allergy to shellfish, which they thought was a heart problem. What? Yeah, really? I remember. I remember like. That was the thing I heard. X had heart problems. That's why they cut him loose. But I guess he... Yeah, because he went to Japan a lot, I guess, or something. I don't know, but... Yeah, that's why... Uh, that's why. I guess that's why he was still wrestling so long after he left, but... 
<laughs> Someone should run an angle in the Northeast where, like, Demolition Axe is in the ring, and he challenges anyone, anyone, anyone anywhere out of the New England Territory, and, like, Lobster Boy comes out, <laughs> and Demolition Axe flips shit and runs to the dressing room. <laughs> no, not again! <laughs> so, uh... To keep Demolition going, they brought in Brian Adams as a third member of the team. He was originally called B.A. for a while. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, but I guess they, they that sounded weird, like X smash B.A. <laughs> and B.A., yeah, they were still clean for the kiddies back then, so having a guy pretty much called Badass, I don't think we're really Yeah, fun. or maybe they wanted to make him like the new age Mr. T, but maybe not. Yeah, so he became Crush, and uh, yeah, they defended the belts under... Freebird rules, so to speak, and um, I don't know why they did this. I just remember watching, and Jesse Ventura's like, I got a surprise for you, McMahon, and then Crush comes out, he's like, ha, 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 and I don't really get what happened, like, yeah, I, uh, they just I remember were the day, bad one week. Yeah, the day Crush showed up, I really didn't like him. That whole summer, they were wrestling the Rockers on Saturday Night Main Event, or mm-hmm. Heart Foundation, and he just got the idea that the tide was turning with them. And, like, I guess they went full bad guy at some point because Fuji got involved. But I just, uh, I loved Crush. I didn't like him as in, like, with Demolition, but, like, he grew on me because he did, like, top rope knee drops and shit and, yeah. like, a drop kick. And, like, Demolition didn't do any of that stuff. Plus, I knew him from the aftermath, so I was, like, a fan of his anyway. I did, too. I remember him as, I, th- I think it was just Brian Adams in, like, PNW or something. And he wrestled Billy Jack Haynes. There you go. Or- and I just remember thinking, wow, maybe Billy Jack Haynes is going to be part of Demolition, too. And then <laughs> he never showed up, unfortunately. But, yeah, there was Demolition. And the thing is, when you look in those old aftermags, and he was wrestling, he actually wrestled his Demolition crush up there for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, he did. He was, After he left, he was – and I'm like, oh. Uh, do you remember how much how shitty his paint got? Like no, in the I WWF, you had the nice acrylic, expensive shit, and then he went back and it was like he just got some shoe polish and like rubbed it on his face, and you just saw that his career and his uh, monetary ventures had taken a downswing at that point. It was like, damn man, buy some new paint. Well, yes. <laughs> remember, addicted to paint. I don't know when I finally got out of that, but I always had a very keen eye on these people painting their faces. Like I like staying in the warrior and. Even Nightmare Danny Davis and Ken Lane. <laughs> like everybody would be, man. You could be a complete pussy or not even, like, huge and badass. I just put paint on the genius Lanny Poffo, and I'm a fan. Did you ever try to paint yourself to be, like... Unfortunately, no. Oh. I didn't do that. I uh, When I had the little wrestlers, yep. I'm not going to lie, I'd paint their faces. <laughs> <laughs> I was an artsy young lad, but yeah, I would... I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'd paint faces and smashes was always the toughest because I had all those little fucking lines and shit. Yeah, in it. that's what. It is. Oh no, wait, animals was the toughest because you had to write a little spider on his little design. That <laughs> that's was, true. That was the. I mean, I wasn't that good. I was no. like, I just had like a big blotch on his face, but yeah. <laughs> so the demolition feuded with the Hearts for the summer, and they lost the tag titles in a two out of three falls match uh, when the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors had shown up, stopped them from cheating, and. Um, that was really that was being at the end. Vince had the Road Warriors, so demolition. Was that pretty much yesterday's news by that point. That was unreal to me because like what sucked was they debuted the Roadies like a month before, and like if you'd have just had the Roadies out of nowhere show up in WWF and attack demolition. To me, it would have just taken that shit to the, such a next level. But they had to have them debut and do like little corner in the corner in the top of the screen interviews at demolition going. Road Warriors, lap pain too. We're gonna beat ya, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. But you know, you're kind of wrestling the Heart Foundation, so why even talking about them? Yeah, they never did the big. They worked at a lot of house shows. It was usually, um, 
Smash and Crush working things. I think there was one match with Axe and uh, Smash because Crush got sick or something. So, but well, what they did was they had all the TV tapings like at Hershey Park Arena. Like my friend, the day after SummerSlam, went to a TV taping and like Sergeant Slaughter debuted and uh, CC Snoo. I mean Saba Simba debuted. Yep. And then uh, the main events to draw the crowd was always the Ultimate Warrior and the Road Warriors against uh, Demolition. Yeah. And they always kicked their ass, too. That's true. Like, they never... It wasn't even, like... Comp- you'd think the roadies were the WWF team. It was really weird. Yeah, it was... Considering Vince's uh, tendency to bring in guys from the other side and not push them very well, this was fairly odd. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Remember, I like the Road Warriors better, so I, I, I had the bragging rights on my friends for, like, five years after that. But, like, I was honestly looking back at it. It was so stupidly done. Like, yeah. it, never, it never was even an equal match. Yeah, and uh, at this point, they switched from the uh, hockey masks to, like, gimp masks at that point. <laughs> they really did, which is really weird. Yeah. I never thought of it at the time, but Jesus Christmas, looking back on it, Yikes. I don't know. Maybe Pat Patterson had to put on that, but I don't know. But my God. And then the thing was they'd switch the mask. It was, like, mask confusion, and they'd, they'd beat people up. And that was when them and the Ori Express, before the Survivor Series, all tagged up and beat the shit out of the Road Warriors. Yeah, because they, they were on Mr. Perfect's team, all three of them. And the, yes, the Perfect team. And uh, Axe got eliminated by the Warrior, and that was it for him. He was do, you remember, do you remember what he looked like? Yeah, he was looking a little rough back then. He didn't have the hair greased. No. Like, he usually had the hair slicked. He just came out with, like, this blackish-gray hair. And I was just like, wow, my high school teacher showed up dressed <laughs> up with Axe. <laughs> yeah, and he Axe. got the ring guy's ass kicked, and it was all over. It sucked. Yeah, he was done by that point. And uh, I, I think, they actually, like, they tried to explain it, like Jack Tunney said. We could only have two members of Demolition, so... Made sense. Axe got shit-canned, but... <laughs> Goddamn shellfish. Yeah. <laughs> But 91, they floundered for a bit. They've WrestleMania 7, they fought Tenru and Koji Katao at WrestleMania 7 in the most baffling match of all time. Yeah, I remember uh, Regis Philbin did an interview with Ken- Tenru and Katao before the match. Wow. And like he goes, Tenru, Katao, Regis. And they're like, ugh. And he's like, Suzuki. And they're like, ugh. And he's like, he just kept, Honda, he just kept naming all these name brands. That's so racist. Like, all these uh, name brand Russian vehicles, or I should say Japanese vehicles. And they're like, ah. And then he just said something like, Bob Hope. And they're like, ah. And I'm just like, my God, what is going on? And then they had the match, which was just like the biggest pile of shit ever. <laughs> they lost, and no one gave a shit. Not that they should have, but it was, oh. that was pretty much it for them. I mean, they did some house shows and became jobbers until they broke them up and Meanwhile, though, we got to get into this. Axe went to Global as Axis, the Demolisher. That's right. And, and I remember he came on the screen, and he kind of looked like the guy who was at the Survivor Series. He yep. had, like, the old man hair. Shitty paint. Again, I'm going to get to it. But, like, the paint was really, like, half – it was falling off his face. It wasn't the really cool stuff. And he started talking. And if you remember him in WWF, and I'm going to try to do this justice, he'd be like – well, Gene, we're going to do it. And like, he was like, Gene, I think the man. <laughs> he didn't even care to do the promo anymore. Like, the voice, it was just like, he was like, hi, kids, clean your room. Like, I was just like, what is going on? You know, we're going to kill you. And like, he didn't do the voice. So I was like, well, it's all over for this guy. And plus, when he went to Global, he started doing, like, flying clotheslines and, like, dropped toeholds and Russian leg sweeps. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to Demolition Act? <laughs> 
But meanwhile, I guess now that I look back at some sheets, all the smarts were like, "You, he's back to being worker, superstar Edie. And I'm like, yeah. I guess. But yeah, I didn't really like it. Apparently, he he tried to reform Demolition on the independent Demolition team. Blast. Demolition Blast. <laughs> that's right. That's a great name. I don't know. It was Carmine Azado. I don't know who that was, but I want to see a picture of Demolition Blast. Oh, there. I've seen one. i never seen him wrestle, but I remember being really stoked about it because I thought there was going to be like the Demolition versus – I couldn't – I didn't have enough of the Midnight Express feuding. I had to have the Demolition thing. <laughs> like, but Demolition Blast was like – let me think who I could say. Uh – Think of any tubby job guy in the WWF 80s. Okay. Imagine putting the, the S&M gear on him and like painting <laughs> his face. He was the only member of Demolition with a very uh, obvious double chin. Ah. Uh-huh. It was pretty messed up. And he had these cool spikes, though. He looked like he was half a road warrior. Like, he had some spikes. But I remember he, they were they might have been in the IWCCW for a cup of coffee, too. Damn, who wasn't there? I know. Curly Moe was there. That's, yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> Smash, uh, after a while, became the Repo Man, and I, I totally didn't realize that was Smash. He looked, like, totally different to me when he was, obviously, he was in, like, a new outfit, but, yeah. I, something I hated was, whenever Reason Crush just left, and Smash start getting all these singles matches, like, against the Warrior before a big pay-per-view match, and he just get his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. And then worse, and this is funny coming from me who didn't realize the tattoo was Crusher Khrushchev for so long. Nope. They did a thing where the Million Dollar Man was wrestling Virgil. Mm-hmm. And he came out before the SummerSlam in like 1991 or something. And he's like, Virgil, I got someone for you. He's the the pain master or something. And he brought out this guy. <laughs> and he had these Mr. Perfect tights, like long black biker shorts <laughs> fight straps. <laughs> and he had a mask. <laughs> and he had this big elbow pad, but you could see a tattoo coming out of the elbow pad. I'm like, my God, God damn it, that's Smash. And like Virgil won with a punch and a splash. And I'm so pissed that Smash got so fucking jobbed out. I remember throwing some at the TV. The Pain Master. I didn't know <laughs> Maybe that wasn't his name. The Million Dollar Master. I don't know what the fuck his name was, but I was very upset. I was like, fuck you. And then he came back as Repo Man. It was even worse. I hated that. Some people that really love Repo Man. man. I never they saw do, it. They do. He had the high-pitched voice. Like, his promos were so bad. I guess they did what they were supposed to because they wanted to make you, like, kill yourself. And I clearly was halfway there. I was like, what the fuck is this? And he had these high pitches that not even I could get. Like, yeah. he'd be like, <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy's got to go soon. Yeah. But, yeah, he, oh, people boy. liked the character. I wasn't on the page, but they did. And then Crush, of course. Crush came back as Crush, a good guy. Kona Crush, yes, the good guy. I guess they tried they put him in all these neon colors and whatnot. I guess to make yeah, I liked Crush. Another thing that was when I was in like I liked all the giant wrestlers. It's like like Danny Spivey and Diamond Stud Scott Hall and Sid Vicious and Nitron (laughs) and he like all these horrible big wrestlers and like I had to like Crush because I didn't even. It was weird. I didn't even really distinguish that he was the same guy, as stupid as I am, since they had, you know, the same thing. <laughs> nah, well, the other crush is from Detroit. This guy is from Hawaii. <laughs> this guy was there with his mom's house, you know, you know, busting milk. But, like, do you remember when they did those vignettes where, like, he'd pick the milk up and then go all over the place? Yep. <laughs> those are great. Like, they got to be on YouTube. I They're worth so. a I remember he was in one of the Genesis, Royal Rumble for the Sega Genesis. He was in there, and uh, he had his head crush. He made a great tag team with Randy Savage because he had to do the head crush and then Randy would come off the top with his elbow. Oh, wow. Did he ever wrestle the Repo Man? That's the big question. He did at SummerSlam 92. That was a dark match. 
Fuck. Of course they wouldn't air that. That sucks. I like <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm pissed. I probably was bad that song too, but still. Well, speaking of video games, Demolition lived on after they broke up in Wrestlefest, the arcade game. God, the greatest game ever. That's right, because um, I remember like Crush had he had a big elbow off the top you could do. He had a total world backbreaker. Smash's big move was a suplex. That was it. Yeah. Like they couldn't do anything else with the poor guy. No, they couldn't. The, they gave him a tattoo. The uh, the thing with Crush is that tilt a whirl move was so innovative. Like I remember Scott Steiner, I think, invented it. But like, yeah, seeing that move. I mean, now fans, you know, you have to do like ten ranas and into a moonsault and they'll pop. But like at the time, I I was always at home going, "Wow, look at that shit." I mean, like, I'd go to my big friend's house and be like, hey, give, give me a Tilt-A-Whirl slam. <laughs> and then I and then I'd get injured. Wow. That was the bad thing. Like, in the neighborhood backyard wrestling leagues, they, we didn't call them that, but they were basically. Like, I was always so small, so I was getting my ass kicked on the regular. It sucked. Yeah. Well, everyone messed around. I actually invented a uh, the Gut Wrench Brain Buster by accident because uh, thankfully did not <laughs> final tape myself and end up in jail. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. that's... The big beanbag chair. I'd go yeah. to the top, do the super Bob splash, and it's yeah. <laughs> and then like I got into Scorpio and nearly killed myself trying to do a 450. <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. good how thing I'm YouTube not, wasn't around back then. Yeah, how how I'm not in a, a wheelchair with like mitts on my hands, nothing, <laughs> you know, and you know tape coming out of my face. I mean, it was just so bad, man. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. And uh, like you said, demolition acts. Actually, I can't believe. Axe, they thought I had heart problems. Greatly outlived Crush. So, uh, oh my God, Crush did die. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Last Whoa, August. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. But you had, uh, like you said, they were reunited at King of Trios and other indies. And uh, I remember Smash shaved his head, which made me kind of sad. And Axe didn't have his yeah. demolition gear. I don't know. He just wore like Mass Superstar tights, but he didn't have his S&M gear. <laughs> no, he didn't. I'm sure the Chikara fans are greatly disappointed. I was disappointed. I'm like, hello, that's what people want to see, not you and your, I don't know. Yeah, and your grandpa underwear. Yeah. I, uh, exactly. I, I popped huge in the music. Like, when I was there at night three, mm-hmm. and even though I had Dr. Keith the mole in the back, I didn't ask him who was there and who wasn't. And I kept it waiting for the, the soul touches, who I never got to see. Oh. But I went to see them, and I went to see Demolition. But I Keith had told me that Akeem wasn't there, and I yelled at him for, you know, stooging it off. Oh. So then, like, when Demolition music hit during the gauntlet, I just freaked out. I oh, yeah. love it. And, like, uh, Hydra, to see Hydra have to wrestle them was so awesome. <laughs> he got his ass kicked. And that's he like did. a dream. Like, Hydra getting his ass kicked by Demolition is great. Yeah, it is. So I think that closes the book on demolition. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. You know, one died, the other two lived, and one lost his S and M gear, and the other one shaved his head. The end. That's where we're at. Apparently, yeah. And maybe they'll be back someday. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, <see>. no. <laughs> yeah. So, well, this was a blast, Raw. We have to try to do this again more frequently. Yes, always enjoy talking about the wrestling with you, especially the old wrestling, so I'm not right. bitter about that. Oh. Next time, the Heart Foundation, maybe. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I like this idea of going chronologically, I'm not going to lie. That's yeah. that's very smart of you. Thank you. We'll have to pick some oh. weird shit. From, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always got to be weird. Yeah. So. Like you said, the Moondogs are the, the shadow. Moondogs, Killer Bees, uh, He's Kimala, the doors. Painted Face People, yeah. Painted definitely. Face People. <laughs> Did Kamala count, or... Uh... Kamala was a painted face person, and I, you think I thought he's even cooler since he painted other things, but no, I just was no. like, all right, that's a cool star, Kamala. <laughs> and he had a mask too. 
He, he, the mask yeah, the and the face paint is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Liked it. Definitely. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap things up here. So if you like this, you can head to joeversusworld.com. Plenty more with me and Rob. Archive there for your pleasure. And uh, I had so much fun. I can't help but think I'll be back doing this with Rob someday. But Awesome, man. Thanks for catching up, dude. Good All hearing right. from you. Good hearing from you. Let's send this back to Keith right now. <laughs> 